Hi, this is Dave Durr. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'll be reading from Luke 7, verses 1 through 17. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his servant. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant, servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. When the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Soon afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. It would be good for us at this point to take a quick look at the context of this first scene recorded in Luke. Jesus had just returned to Capernaum, which had kind of become his home base. Jesus had just completed preaching the greatest sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount. And it's at this time he's confronted with a request to heal someone. What's a bit unique about this story is that it's more about this centurion exercising a strong faith in Christ than it is about the actual miracle Jesus is asked to perform. As he returned from the hillside to Capernaum, most likely weary and tired from teaching the crowds, he confronted, he's confronted by some Jewish elders. They tell him of a centurion who has obviously heard of the healing powers of Jesus. Jesus was told that the centurion's highly valued servant was ill and near death. This centurion had earned the respect and friendship of the Jews, which was unusual and noteworthy since he was not a Jew but a Gentile. Because of that, there's certainly tension surrounding this exchange and request. What's helpful in all of this is that we can observe how Christ sees Jews and Gentiles in the very same way, in need of a Savior. The gospel is for all. God's kingdom is not exclusive, but inclusive. Things have not changed in our times and in our culture. 
When we look at life today, we see tensions arising from racial and ethnicity differences, as well as socioeconomic differences. Jesus is demonstrating in this exchange that despite our differences, all, all of us can be part of his kingdom movement. His message is for all. His healing is for each of us. His grace extends to everyone. We observe in this story the unwavering strength of the centurion's faith. Yet even though his noteworthy faith was affirmed by Jesus' amazement, the centurion still believed that he was not worthy for Jesus to come to his home or even enter in. He was indeed a humble man. Because of his occupation, one who had a hundred men under, under his command, the centurion understood how he could give orders and immediately expect his men to carry those assignments out. He believed that this man named Jesus had all the authority and power which could span any distance. He believed that Jesus simply needed to say the word and his valued servant would be healed. It would be a done deal. He most likely heard stories of Jesus healing people but knew little of who Jesus was. Yet at the same time, Jesus said, This man has more faith than he had seen in all of Israel. The writer, Luke, puts an exclamation points on this and writes here that Jesus was amazed by his faith. By comparison, the faith of Jesus' disciples was on a more gradual trajectory and was growing slowly and incrementally. As they did life with Jesus and watched him heal all kinds of ailments and physical conditions, casting out demons, performing miracle after miracle, they still had questions and doubts. They even witnessed Jesus raising the son of a widow in the town of Nain by simply commanding him to get up. These hand-picked followers of Jesus were often slow to comprehend and embrace the extent of Jesus' authority and power even after walking and doing life with him for more than a year. They witnessed firsthand his authority and his power, yet continued to struggle at times with their faith. Jesus understood this and extended grace in these times all the while loving them through it. You know what? He does the same for us. So what can I and what can we learn today from this incredible example of faith? And is it possible for my faith to rise to a level that Jesus would be amazed by it? How is my faith deficiency at times like that of the disciples? And what can I do about it? These are all good questions to consider and process. First of all, it would be good to identify the faith obstacles we deal with on a daily basis. For, for me, sometimes my earthly thinking can launch me into a drift away from faith. As I process difficult situations that seem so hopeless at times, I make decisions on my own about what I believe God can or will do in these difficult and different situations. When I do this, I'm putting limitations on God's authority and power. Another faith obstacle we may be confronted with could be this. We may find it hard to give up the known for the unknown, 
and faith tends to move us into the territory of the unknown. We may experience a fear of losing control or fear of what will follow. I've had the incredible blessing of seeing God firsthand do many amazing things and know in my heart that all these things, every event, came about only because God could do it. He was the only one who could pull that off. Only God could do it. Yet despite that, I can find myself just days later doubting whether God can bring about change in a relationship that went south or in the heart of someone who I've been praying for and who is not following Jesus. So what are some things we can do to grow our faith? How can we put this into action? Well, one thing I already mentioned, and I believe it's foundational in seeking greater faith, is humility. That means for you to become less so that Jesus becomes more in your life. It means surrendering stuff that separates you from God, and then take on more of the character of Christ in your life. Another thing that can help us grow in faith is to listen to faith stories of others. Our stories are powerful ways that express the authority and power of God as he intersects our lives. Listening to stories of life change, renewed hope, and transformation can give all of us a renewed faith in knowing that Jesus can and will make all things new. And if stories can help grow my faith, then I know it can help others as well. It's important for us to be diligent and sensitive to observe how God is at work in us and around us, and then simply tell others about our experience. Let's pray. Father, help us to identify the faith obstacles and then give wisdom and strength to each of us to deal with them head on. Remove fear, Lord, and replace that fear with a total God confidence. Lord, help me understand and embrace humility, learning from Jesus and what a great model he is, to see what he did and how he did it. And Lord, remind me of the importance of life stories, mine and others, where you, Lord, intervened. You spoke di directly. You mo removed, changed, encouraged. Please give me greater sensitivity to your voice and then courage to act on what you're telling me in faith to do. A faith that, Lord, I desire for you to be amazed by. In Jesus' name and for his glory, amen.